months and months of cranking out sometimes a reel a day, I went from that much content to zero overnight. And what happened to my account was pretty shocking. It actually grew. Welcome to No BS Business School, the podcast for small business owners and solopreneurs to get the straight talk on how to turn your passion into a profitable business. Do you ever feel like you're trying to keep your head above water running your business? And every time you get online looking for help, all you see is the same cookie cutter advice that never produces the results you want? I'm Jan Ditchfield, award-winning business strategist, online educator, and your host. And I believe that the path to success in business shouldn't be a mystery. It takes planning, mastering the boring stuff, and learning to ignore advice that will never serve you. I'm here to help you through the messy parts of your business so you can enjoy the life you're creating for yourself and your family. Each week, I share strategies to help you grow your business without the fluff, gimmicks, and nonsense that's filling your feed on the gram. If you're ready to cut through the BS and build a business that's authentic, impactful, and profitable, this is the show for you. Let's keep it real. It's been six weeks since I announced on my podcast that I was quitting reels. So I thought it might be a good idea to come in and do a bit of a follow-up episode to let you know what happened, because I'm pretty sure that most people thought when I said I wasn't going to be doing reels anymore, that either I'd lost my mind and what was going to happen to my Instagram following, or there may have been some hope that you could do it too. I outlined my full reasons on episode 115. But just to give you a little recap in case you're just diving into this episode now, there were a few reasons why I decided that reels were the thing that I wanted to put on the shelf for a while in the business. And up until about six weeks ago, I created a lot of real content. Like on a good week when I was cranking them out, I could do five to seven a week. And for a really long time, reels became an important part of my sales funnel. So even though they took a tremendous amount of time and a lot of planning, I felt that it was worthwhile because I was seeing results happening from doing them until I wasn't. And I don't know exactly when the shift happened, when it went from being part of my content creation, like a side of it I really enjoyed, to becoming something that I dreaded the thought of having to do. And the more uninspired I felt while I was creating reels, the more reasons I began looking for to give myself permission to stop having to do this. And while I'm the person that's always going to tell you, like, be true to yourself in business, I had to actually give myself that same lecture as well, because I felt pressured to be making reels, probably the same way you feel it. But I was felt pressured that if I didn't show up and keep cranking out this content and trying new things and experimenting with new things and spending hours on removing all the little gaps and all the little stops, finding the trending audio trying ones where I'm funny, trying ones where I'm being serious, trying ones that are a mix of the two, that my social media growth would just plateau. Like it would just stop, stand still, and that it would be, it'd be over. And I believe that because that's what I kept seeing every single time I got online, looking for advice on how can I actually start making this process work for my business again, instead of me feeling as though the process was making me work. And there wasn't anyone out there saying, you know, I give you permission to change it. You can change what you're doing. You can stop doing this and try something else. Everything I kept seeing was telling me, do more, lean into it, 
it'll get better. The algorithm will go back to the way it was. We'll figure it out. Just do more, just do more, just do more. And the problem with the just do more conversation is that when you're already at your peak for what you're able to do, doing more is not going to benefit you. It's going to burn you out. And that's exactly what happened to me with Reels. I was burnt out and tired of being told to do more. So I decided to quit doing them altogether. Not video, because I still will do a lot of video content. And I'll talk more about that in a bit. But real specifically, I needed a break. And so after months and months of cranking out, sometimes a reel a day, I went from that much content to zero overnight. And what happened to my account was pretty shocking. It actually grew. In theory, I should have had the exact opposite happen, especially with the fact that everybody's saying that the only way to get your account to grow right now on Instagram is by creating reels, like engagement, growth. Basically, if you want anyone to do anything on your account, you have to make a reel. So when I stopped making reels, I should have killed my account. Like technically, my following shouldn't have grown. I should have had next to no engagement happening whatsoever. And I certainly shouldn't have gone from having some of the worst weeks I've had on Instagram when I was making reels to the best weeks I've had without them. But that's what happened. One of the biggest wins that came out of my decision to not do reels anymore is the fact that my non-reel content now is reaching a larger audience than it had before. And it's reaching more new eyes. I'm actually getting more people on my account now who have no idea who I am or who haven't interacted with me in the past from content that's not video-based content, but just good old-fashioned static posts. And my following count has gone up, which had been stagnant for a really, really long time when I was putting out real content so much. But now, and I feel it's because the content I'm putting out is so much more authentic, more people are following me, more people are interacting with my posts. My engagement's way higher. My reach is higher. Everything is higher. Quitting Reels has become the best decision that I've made on social media in a very, very long time. And so I wanted to share with you what it is that I've been doing that's been leading to having such great success for me without having to do anything that's related to trends or video content. So if there's anything that you want to steal and try in your own business, feel free. The first thing is I really focused on skip the scroll content. And by that, I mean types of content that would not be part of a scroll pattern like reels are. I think one of the things that happened to my account was I got stuck in the scroll content. Reels, when we first started doing them, was something again that was unique and novel and not everybody was doing them. But now that everyone seems to be jumping on the bandwagon with reels, it's so normal for us to see it that we engage with reels differently than we engage with other types of posts on Instagram. And so when I was one of many reels showing up in your feed, I was part of that scroll. And you know the scroll because I do it too. I'll just get onto there and I may be getting on to look up something or do a bit of research. And the next thing I know, I'm just scrolling randomly through reels for 30 minutes, but I haven't read anything. I haven't engaged with anything. I haven't liked anything. I maybe have watched one or two all the way through because at this point to me, it's just white noise. 
So when I moved away from having content that would get stuck in the scroll and instead went back to looking at the type of content that I was going to use, which would stop you because it looks so different from what you would typically see. And I leaned back into the importance of the written content that went along with the image and really dialed in on addressing the core problems that I solved, focusing more on posts that were inspiring and educational. My engagement went up because of it, because I no longer was part of the white noise. I was different and maybe different in an old school kind of way on Instagram, because a lot of the things that I'm doing are going back to original tactics that I used on my account before I even started dabbling in video at all. And when I stopped creating that scroll content, it moved people into conversations with me because instead of just kind of binge watching like a few seconds of something that I would put out there, more and more people are actually reading what I'm writing and they're engaging with me in conversations, either there in my comments or coming over and having a conversation with me in my DMs. And that's where I'm able to build out more authentic relationships because people are agreeing with something that I've written or they have an aha moment or they've disagreed with something that I've written. Either way, we're engaging in a conversation and the content isn't just me coming at you with as much information as I can in eight to 15 seconds, I'm allowing it to live longer. So I'm allowing us to have 24 hours, 48 hours, normal conversation periods around one piece of content. So by skipping the scroll and focusing on the conversation, it automatically increased my engagement. And the nice part about all of this is that the amount of work that I'm having to put into creating content now is microscopic in comparison to what I was doing when I was making reels. Because creating the reel, editing the reel, uploading the reel, putting the captions on the reel, fixing the captions on the reel, hoping that that trending audio is going to hit or won't be removed and that I've just spent all that time putting up a reel that now has no sound. I don't have to worry about any of that anymore. Now all I'm worried about is you and how I can help in a way that's building a conversation, not just a moment in time. The other thing that I've leaned into is hashtags again. And I've gone back to 30 hashtags and 30 really well-researched hashtags. That has made an unbelievable difference in my reach. So if anyone out there right now is telling you that hashtags are dead, mm -mm. I have proof, screenshots and all, that it's not true. One post that I put out earlier this month had almost 2,000 new eyeballs on it from people that I do not know, who non-followers, that came directly from the hashtags that I used. I haven't had that kind of a reach on a post that was Reels related in months. I've been using a tool called besthashtags.com and really leaning into keywords. So when I'm coming up with my hashtag sets, I'm really trying to focus again on what is it that I'm talking about specifically in that post but what are the key words that people would be using or saying or thinking about or researching or Googling that would be directly linked to what it is I'm talking about? So I'm not using terms like mumpreneur and boss girl and boss babe and all of those, again, very trendy things. I'm looking at really specific hashtags that could be things like lead gen, online business growth, online business strategy, terms that are more specific to my niche market rather than those trends again. And the funny thing is, is while this was all happening, I got a cold email sent to me from a company that offered to do some hashtag research for me. And you know those emails, the ones that you get in and you just automatically delete them. 
but for some reason I didn't delete this one. And after a couple of email exchanges back and forth with one of the founders of the organization, I ended up actually making an investment and said, all right, you know, I'm going to buy in to a company and let them do the work for me and see what happens. Hashtags for me have always been one of the most frustrating things about being on Instagram because I've always felt that it's just so random the way that it works. And that's why I appreciated working with this company so much. And this company is called Social Hustler. And I'll drop the link for them into the show notes as well. So you can go check them out because they're really pretty fantastic. But Jordan, who's my account manager, he went forward and ended up picking me, handpicking 120 different hashtags that were really specific to an intake form that I wrote that had to all do my background on who I served, what I do, who my ICA is, the type of content that I create, what I tend to talk about. And he created for me my own hashtag sets and then the plan, the action plan on how to use them effectively. They call it a ladder strategy, a hashtag ladder strategy. And by using this, it actually gives each hashtag a fair chance to perform. So by letting my hashtags get out there and kind of introduce me to new people, they were the ones who opened the door. And then I was the the person there that invited everybody into my world. And when I think about, again, ROI on something, whereas if it's taking me an hour or two to create a reel to get a reach of maybe 400 people on it versus half an hour of time spent on hashtags and researching and understanding what the right ones to use, that's getting me a reach of 2000 people. That's a no brainer to me. So this little financial investment I made into having my own set created for me based on the specific needs of my business has performed so much better than any real I've done recently at all. So if you're thinking about, you maybe want to take some steps back from doing so much video content as well. Don't give up on hashtags. You just need to find the right ones to work for you. The other big change I made in my content was making content that was more personalized and putting more focus on repurposing my long form content from my podcast. I've mentioned on the podcast before Natalie Zambreski, who is the owner of Pivot Social Creative. And Natalie has been working with me on my marketing strategy, specifically with Instagram, for a couple of months now. And one of the biggest things that she really has made me commit to is being more personal with the type of content I'm creating and not just showing up all the time as a walking encyclopedia of business but showing up more as myself as well. So this has now become part of my regular strategy where I'm including things in my content that have to do with me, the real me, me, Jan, me, Jan, the mom, me, Jan, the woman, me, Jan, the business owner sometimes who also feels so frustrated by social media and all the other things you feel as frustrated about, but also me, Jan, the person who's going to go and get in there and test stuff and then come back and say, it worked or it didn't work. Try it. Don't try it. This is what, you know, I want to be the person to help guide you through the mess of it. So by trying to focus more on the human side of my brand, not just on the business side of my brand, it also has been one of the reasons why I've had such a huge pickup with engagement because it's just really authentic posting. And that same strategy has carried over into my stories. And so where I've been putting a lot of my more creative side my creative efforts have been in my stories because the one thing that I love so much about creating reels was the opportunity to be creative and to have fun 
with some of the things that aren't necessarily the most fun to talk about. Because again, I teach the boring things. So my story strategy is now focused on doing stories five days a week. And the most success that I have found is when I leave gaps between the stories. So letting all of my stories from Monday die before I post on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and so forth. And when I'm creating stories now, everything I'm doing is very themed. I already know my content for the week based on my podcast schedule. So what I'm then able to do is take that and move it up into my stories to tease things out, to talk about things the day that releases actually happen, to ask questions from you and get feedback. But again, I've been trying to be much more transparent about inside my own business and show you how I make decisions through the week, ask you for your thoughts and your feedback on things that I'm trying to figure out as well to truly create a community feeling on my page on Instagram. And it's also the place that still allowed me to be a bit silly. That's one of my favorite things that I still love to do. I really bust the myths of some of the big gurus out there or poke a little bit of fun at them as well, maybe. All in good, clean fun, but still a little bit of fun. And the strategy behind doing this has also been to test what should go into my main feed based on what you respond to and people who follow me respond to and the type of content that performs way better as a story. So some of those real like videos that I'm doing in my stories will actually get pulled down later on and used as part of my main feed strategy as a video overlay to an audio story or an audio clip rather for the podcast or to a static post. I'll sandwich the content together. But by the time I've done this, I already know if it's going to perform or not. Unlike when I was just creating a reel and then throwing it up and seeing what happens, I had no control over that because I wasn't able to test it before posting it. But in stories, I can test all I want because I have a 24-hour window before it disappears. I feel like that has become a really key part of the success of me giving up doing video through reels, but still being able to keep videos in my actual strategy overall. Test in the story first, then move it to the feed if it performs. And the last thing that I've been doing that's been leading to this success is what I'm actually posting in my main feed. First of all, I've cut down on how much I am posting. Because again, I'm focusing so much on the type of content that's allowing for natural conversation to happen. I feel pretty confident that I can allow a post to run for 24 or 48 hours without having to put another one up, which I did not feel that way when I was posting reels, where I had such a small window that I needed to be able to jump something in after once I got that algorithm started to die down. My feed strategy mainly consists now of carousel posts that have to do with inspirational quotes, carousel posts where I do a video, and then underneath it, there will be an audio clip from the podcast, multi-image carousel posts where I'm teaching something or inviting somebody into a program or inviting somebody into a free training and trying to use images as well that show two different sides of me. So the professional Jan and then the personal Jan. And the reason why I'm leaning so much into using carousel posts is because they get shown twice in a feed in the same 24-hour window. So if I post on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. and you don't happen to see it, it'll come back through your feed again somewhere around 1 or 3 o'clock with the second image. So I might not get your engagement on the first shot, but I probably will get it on the second. So it's another way for me to be actually able to maximize the life of that post unlike what I was able to do with the reel where I had zero control over that beyond hoping I hit a good hook. 
I'm now posting on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays if I feel like it, with two of my posts focused on my podcast. One of my posts always letting my audience know that I think they're doing an amazing job at running their own businesses. And then I leave room for a buffer post. So it could be promotional, it could be something that inspires me in the moment, or I just might not post at all. But I'm really finding that the less is more philosophy is working for me on Instagram so much better than it was before, where I was doing more is more is more. And not just for how my audience has been engaging with my content, but for my own mental well-being as well. For me, the biggest reason why I was like, I am not doing reels anymore is because I constantly felt like I was chasing the algorithm and I was chasing that dopamine firing that I was so obsessed with the number of views I was getting on something that I was putting everything else around me on hold. Because again, I felt as though if I didn't follow what everyone was telling me to do, I was somehow failing at this Instagram thing instead of doing what I know best which is watching data and making informed decisions about business based on ROI. So my new philosophy with Instagram is that data, informed decision-making, what's the ROI? I also know that this is not going to work forever. The algorithm will change again. Something else is going to come out. There'll be some new thing that I have to figure out how to do. But for now, it's working for me. And I think the biggest lessons that I've taken away from saying I am not doing reels anymore and risking what was going to happen to my social media because of that was that reminder I needed to hear, and maybe you need to hear it as well, is to not force activities in your business if they don't work for you. You need to run your business your way. And that does not include chasing trends. And that does not include listening to people who don't align with you. And that doesn't include having to do things just because you're being told you need to do it. Are reels hot? For sure. Do they work for people? Absolutely. Do you need to make them? Not if you don't want to. The only thing you need to do in your business is show up. But how you show up shouldn't be defined by anyone but you. So if you want to see what my world looks like now without reels, come hang out with me at janditchfield.co on the gram and let me know what you think. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you've enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at janditchfield.co. Until next time, keep it real.